Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this this is is Potter Watch. (laughs) Well, it'll just never sync up over Zoom. I don't know. Um, I don't feel like there's a delay, so I'm always confused why you like wait to say it. All right, well, let's try it again and I won't wait at all. Okay. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And, and this is Potter Watch. Watch. See, perfect. There is a delay. There's a delay. No, that was perfect. <laughs> no. Maybe, wow. maybe it's, I don't know, but maybe I have a delay. Like when I'm watching you and there's not really one when our sound is sinking. But I don't know. Welcome to um, a special episode of Potter Watch. <laughs> We're doing a call-in show. So exciting. So excited to like, yes, there are a lot of people that we know that are coming on, but I'm excited to meet people that listen that we don't necessarily know or get to talk to all that much. That's very exciting. Yeah, I think there's a couple of people that will be the first time they've been on the podcast. So you know what that means? Lightning bolt bolt questions or light lightning scar. I think I called it a lightning scar (laughs) round in the email because that feels more appropriate. I think we have this like discussion every time we bring it up. Yeah. Lightning scar, lightning round. I don't know. Either way, lightning. He has a scar on his head. It's all Harry Potter themed. For sure. For sure, Bert Lemon. Um, yeah, so we just wanted to hear from the listeners about the new, the new book, the sixth book that the we're, new. <laughs> um, the brand new book that we've never read this, uh, back in time, this is, um, or just like what, what their Harry Potter journey is right now during, uh, quarantine COVID, corona. Yeah pandemic I've been feeling like I need to do a watch through but then I like I don't feel like I want to do that because we already watched the movies if like that one time that I already did that I felt like I was somehow like cheating on you cheating on Potter watch when I watched all of the movies I mean you were Because you watched the one of them that we were going to watch. Well, when you do a marathon, you have to watch all of them. It wasn't like I was specifically like, I want to watch the fifth one. Oh, I think, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. But there was another time, I think it was because it was early on and you were nannying and watching. Oh, yes. That doesn't count. If a child that I babysit for is like, I want to watch Harry Potter, I can't physically stop myself. From saying yes. I don't know how I was expected to respond. Oh, Oh. call. She's right on time. Ready? Yep. Oh, and my mom. Ding dong. They are right on time. Oh, hello. We have with us, um, do you want to say your names who we have? Call, do you want to introduce yourself? Wants to Hi, I'm Colleen, Molly's sister. 
She's a friend of the pod. You've been on here before. It's true, I have. I've interviewed the co-host. Very rigorous um, interview process, I thought. Um, no nonsense. And a Gryffindor, um, which by the way, I tried to address that in my comment when I signed up and it got flagged because of the- <laughs> I was just telling Alex, I was like, she like starred out one of the word, the letters. Yeah, it was B star T C H E S Gryffindor. Um, that, that's very on brand for a Gryffindor. It literally denied my acceptance until I changed the wording. <laughs> And uh, who do we have over here? Mother Mary. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Hello. How are you? How are you doing with all this? Coping? I'm doing okay. Good. It's good yeah. to see your face. Yeah, it's good to see yours too. This is your first time on the podcast. I know. Um, so we have some questions for you, mom. Okay. As a first time, uh, guest. So this is our lightning bolt scar, scar round. <laughs> Are you Sounds ready? Serious. Um, do you know what house you're in? I don't think I've ever been diagnosed properly. <laughs> I think Alex and I housed for you once and we said you were a Hufflepuff. Okay. What's the criteria again for the Hufflepuffs? Well, Gr Griffin's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. They value kindness and um, hard work. What was that? Say that again. I'm sorry. They value Alex. kindness and hard work and loyalty. Okay. I could go with those. <laughs> those are all very good qualities. I also, know. you're really good at finding things. Oh, that's that's very true. Oh, wow. That's some insider knowledge. Yeah, I can confirm. What is your favorite book from the series? Mm, wow. I, I think I would have to say the first one. Fair. Yeah. Um, what would you say is your favorite character? Hmm. Wow. Do you need to a, rem a reminder of some of the names? No. Um, I think McDonagall. Professor McDonagall. That's a good one. Yeah, Magoo is great. Magoo non-TM. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, sorry. I just meant that no one calls her that, only me. So it's like not canon. It's not trademarked by J.K. Rowling. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, not TM. I get it. Sorry. Alex is too hip for us. This is not I very lightning-like right now. <laughs> What'd you say? This is not very lightning-like right now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's true. Um, class. What was, well, yeah, what class would you like to take at Hogwarts? Oh, potions for sure. Wow, that was surprising. What a fun answer. It's like baking. <laughs> Cooking. Is that the closest to 
cookies? I just, that's awesome. I just taught by Snape, so. Well, yeah. That's... Well, not necessarily, depending on where, at what point you're going to Hogwarts. Yeah, that's true. Um, who was the hardest death for you during the series, Mom? Oh, that's, that's very hard. Um, I would say, um, what's his name? The, the, um, (laughs) no, the student. Oh, Cedric. Oh, Cedric. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that's a rough one. But then, um, uh, one of the twins. Yeah, we pretend that one didn't happen. (laughs) Oh, it's too bad. Okay. Um, and, um, oh, okay. I guess this one's similar to the last one. Who would you bring back? So hardest death versus who would you bring back to life if you could in the series? Hmm. Guess it'd be obvious to say Dumbledore. I mean, not obvious. That would just be um what's the word I'm trying to think of just to that would wrap it up too too neatly I guess no, not many people say Dumbledore yeah, I think that's a really unique answer not many people say Dumbledore and I think you're right I think if Dumbledore came back things would just like escalate and then we would be at the end of the series but that's probably a good thing if we're talking about saving the wizarding world right um, I think that's well, all of our lightning questions. Um, not as fast, that's for sure. Call, do you want to share anything about uh, your Harry Potter journey, the sixth book in particular, anything like that? Um, my Harry Potter journey. I have to say I've been removed from the world of Harry Potter for a number of years. Um are you sober for for about three years now from Harry Potter since cursed child <laughs> yes honestly since the cursed child um what about your beginning oh uh, well I mean it all started with three of the four people here well mom did you want to talk about Sorry. that hey well, I was thinking today when I was getting because I've been doing a major I was in another major cleaning mode Thing. So while I was cleaning, I was reminiscing because I said, oh, it's two something and, you know, three o'clock is going to be my time. And I was just thinking back to the very, how I even knew about Harry Potter. I wanted to ask you that. And I'm not sure if you all remember this, but it was a, we back, back in those days, <laughs> we used to do play groups. Okay. With some of the, and some of them would be the neighborhood um, families and this was in the summertime I remember that and we were at someone's pool doing play group and the one of the mothers was talking about this book called Harry Potter and how her boys were I'm wondering if the girls are going to figure out who this is it was somebody in our neighborhood and their sons were into this book called Harry Potter and I'm like what's this about and the mother's describing it to me and I was like oh that sounds that sounds like a good but and she was commenting on how how good it had been for her boys to get them reading 
I do kind of remember you saying that. I think this was also probably the year 2000. Does that sound right? Well, that's what I'm trying to remember because. Because I think was it was first, before I was in second grade. 99, right? 98. The first book was copyright. Yeah, when did it come out here? I have it right here. I think it was 98, but I, I remember reading it before second grade. Or right while I was in second grade, which would have been 2001. Well, I feel like we were either at the Yovines. But okay, hang on. I have a follow up. So, did you have any reservations about a blas? What some might have called at the time a blasphemous anti-religion? No, never. That never crossed my mind. The whole <clears throat> until actually, it didn't never cross my mind. But when somebody mentioned it to me, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, the people that were out there that were just, you know, they wouldn't allow their children to read it. And they said, oh, that has witches and sorcerers. I'm like, yes, but there's good versus evil. And I just, I could versus other things. That's what, that was my mom's take on it too. Um, was that, because our church specifically didn't like it. And, but my mom always came um, to the, my mom always had the stance that it was about good versus evil and about making the right choices. And so that was more important than sorcery or it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't promoting that in a way that was harmful to faith. Yes. And I would say to people, have you actually read the books or have you listened to the books? Well, no, no, this is just what, what we've heard out there. So that always sort of bothered me. But then from there, if I can just continue on, I just remember it was always, we really just, it just escalated from there that we got into them and we we read them together. And then I can't remember if we listened to them together or you all did that on your own. And then we, um, you know, I can just see us yeah, sitting upstairs yeah. in our bedroom reading them, uh, taking, I know at one time we started taking turns reading them. And then when the, um, and I can't remember which book it was, where our local. I think it was the fifth book. Had the, where, you know, the, the store would stay open till very late. Mid- uh, midnight. <laughs> and we would go to those. We went to them twice, I believe. I think three, I think we went three times. Cause I think we started with the fifth one. So we did five, okay. six and seven. Another and thing. then what was the one that you, that the box, is that this one, the prince? That box? We saved the box. Yeah, I think it was the 16th. Oh. I think it was too. I think it's in the attic. I think we just got rid of it. I'm sorry. Just to clarify something, um, it was published in the UK in 1997. Oh. And then 98 in the US. Okay. So... We probably read it around 99, 2000. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, Colleen, do you remember reading them? The or Especially like the later ones? Because we would take uh, turns reading the them. On the bus, reading it. Being a little bit confused. Especially with the... I remember the first chapter being very confusing. Like, of the sixth book? No. Oh, no. Of the first book. Oh. That's fair. <laughs> with the cat and they were in this driveway, but the lights were being taken at a lamppost. It was all very, it really, um, 
was confounding. I also there and almost uh, spell there. <laughs> I think. I also think the first chapter is interesting to start this book because I think when kids go into it, if you know anything about it, you're like expecting it. I think to start at Hogwarts, like where the magic. Right. It starts out like an adult book, really. I mean, like, it's not, I would say, really gripping to children. Yeah, it was very boring. I mean, you need it. That's where the magic. In in hindsight, for sure. Right. But just having read this to a group of kids, the first couple chapters are like a hard sell for them, I think. Yeah. Well, the second one's got the zoo scene, so that's pretty good. I think also having the picture book now has really helped um, for kids, probably. But sixth um, book, I'm trying to remember. That's, um, I mean, there's like a lot of Dumbledore stuff in the sixth one. Obviously, he dies at the end. That's when Harry and Jenny get together. It's when- <laughs> <laughs> How did this one start? Well, it actually has an interesting beginning too. Um, it's with the other minister where the two ministers are talking about what's happening in the muggle world and then what's also happening in the magic world. I don't, it's kind of not a memorable chapter probably. But then- are they at the Ministry of Magic? No, they're in like the... English or like the British prime minister's office. Oh, right. And the bridge, remember the millennial bridge that we like walked on? That was yeah. in the movie, but and they then, explodes. And then it goes to a chapter where um, Draco Malfoy's mom and Bellatrix Lestrange and Snape and Minor Wormtail <laughs> are all in a room and they're discussing how the Dark Lord has given Draco a task. And they do this unbreakable, sorry, Alex, go ahead. (laughs) They they do an unbreakable bow to make sure that Snape is going to help Draco out. And then for the whole book, basically, Harry's like, Draco's up to something. And everybody is like, no, that's not true. Calm down. Right, 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 right. And Slughorn is there teaching. They do the memory stuff a lot. Like they go back and look at old memories throughout the book. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of remember that a lot of. And then a lot of Voldemort's backstory. That's how we did the family tree. (laughs) I think I remember getting very confused in this one. Yeah, it does get more complicated. Yeah. Here's my, uh, my journey. My planned journey is that I wanted to reread them all like basically in my thirties or forties and see just to do, just to do it. Um, do it now? Then, now is the perfect time to reread them. Yeah. I have got other couple other books right now. I've got I all the own any of them actually. <laughs> Molly took them all. Um, I'm not upset about it, but uh, I also can, I want, you know, <laughs> what if uh, the next generation doesn't want to read this series that would never happen (laughs) i wish you could see our faces Um, absolutely not unacceptable i can see your faces well we're talking about the listeners oh oh oh. are you (laughs) saying like your your children is that the generation you're talking about or skipping no the next generation yes 
I think it's pretty timeless how the stories are written because there's no date. Like you don't really know when it's taking place. I mean, technically there, it does take place in a certain time, but. but the wizard um, world is so behind the muggle world anyway, that it like. There's no technology. Yeah. So that, in that sense, I think it does make it timeless. Like, I mean, like the Lord of the Rings books maintained for so many generations. Yeah, I think it, they are timeless. Uh, I just remember the first time when the car appeared. You know, when but, they had to the Hogwarts in the car. That car? Yeah. There it is. Yes, yep. yes. <laughs> that one, yes. And I remember thinking, oh, oh, there's a car. <laughs> I do think not having movie releases will, like, won't have as much excitement. Like, that kind of helped them when we were younger. It was, like, the movie started coming out and stuff. I think they're going to remake them when, we're, when we start having kids. I think they know they're going to remake them then. And I just think one they're always trying to come up with a way to make more money on Harry Potter. And so I think that as a franchise is going to be remade. And I think the perfect time would be when our generation, the generation that grew up with it is trying to get their kids into it. Like, I think they're smart enough to try and do that. Like it's either going to be like a TV show where they are going to really flesh it out, but I think they were, they'll just remake the movies and that's how it's going to stay alive. Really? Okay. I don't know how I feel about the movies being remade, but I think yeah. it's inevitable that it's going to happen. Very scary prospect. I think they'll make it probably um, from what you pictured in your mind back, you know, when you were reading and listening to the books and then when you saw the characters, is that what you pictured? Is that who you pictured in your minds or as close <laughs> to? It's hard because... The first movie kind of came out not that long, I think, after we read it. So it started to get a little mixed up. But the first two movies in particular were very close to what I thought of as the series. Um, you remember going to the first movie? Yeah, I was scared. And the second with, one. With Mrs. Opalski? Yeah, I was like, I hid the whole last half hour of the movie. <laughs> what? I was brave. Yeah, Colleen. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. <laughs> I'm like, just give me the books. Tell tell them your Harry Potter memories, Sean. You're just showing them my crotch. Wait, say say who you are. Hello. What's your first memory of Harry Potter? Us reading the books. Probably us reading or going to the uh, midnight release. You went, you went, you remember going to that? Yeah, you took me. Hey, say who you are. Sean. Oh, what house are you in? Slytherin. This is my brother, Sean. <laughs> is this true? Has Definitely. he been has he been diagnosed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, would you approve of that? I approve. My brother is also a Slytherin. So uh, cut from I the same cloth as it were. Along very well. Um, so any final thoughts before we let you guys go? I'm just very um, proud of you both and excited that you all have taken Potter Watch to this level and that you continue on with it. And even when you're apart from one another, you figure out a way to make it work or even during this COVID that you're continuing 
Um, and I think it's very exciting. Thank, Thank you. you. Call, you want to follow that up? <laughs> uh, I'd like to be invited back onto the podcast because it's, well, it's been years. Um, you got to read one of the books again. I can't just read it out of order. No. Um, you have the, I did send you the audiobooks, I think. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, that was the, that was the last time is that I listened to them in the Buick um on my way to work and it took me hours to get to work and home so yes I remember that that, that was the last time yeah it was wonderful um no I, I I second our mother uh wonderful evolution of a podcast that just started in you know a bedroom and it's still there but you know you've done great Thanks. Thank you. You should actually come on for um, one of our movie episodes where we play a drinking game and watch the movie. That would be fun. That would be fun. I think V could even get into that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, and mom, you've been um, a regular at our trivia night too. So we really appreciate that. I want to come to the next one. Yeah, we want you to come too. Hopefully we will have another one soon. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we so usually do it Yeah, we might have to do it over Zoom. <laughs> no. Well, thank you both for taking the time to call it. Well, who's coming on after us? We have um like seven or eight more people coming on today. Now, so if I might ask, so there are other people listening to us right now? Was not live. We'll edit it and maybe cut out some of the chit chat in there. <laughs> you mean about the cleaning? <laughs> yeah, that might not make it. Okay. Oh, one other thing, if I just might add, I don't think you should cut this out, but um, for, especially for Alex, I'd like her to know this at my office. Um, which I work in an insurance office and it's an insurance agency and it has a upstairs and where the receptionist desk is, there is a closet that's underneath the stairs. And I always refer to it as the Harry Potter cupboard. And we do keep things in there. We store, you know, things in there. Not a child. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have a bed or anything like that, but um it's always just it always the timeout room does it receive mail pardon does it receive you know mail addressed to that closet covered under the stairs yeah that's a good i might do that might do that for lisa (laughs) she would get a kick out of that would she get it because she has she has teenage boys so not that i'm not trying to do generalize or anything like that i'm just saying that i think she would probably get it it yeah yeah we didn't i mean we're ladies and we're talking about i don't think it's generalized Um, it doesn't have to be be teenage boys but yeah i think i asked her once about knows what harry potter is and she'll get covered under the stairs i've always wanted a house with a cupboard under the stairs Oh, very important to me. One day. One day. 
Make sure you tell your realtor. Yeah, my realtor. Um, I only have one stipulation. It's that it there needs to be At a any cost under the stairs. You also want the address to be 12 something. Yes, I do want it just to be 12. Like number 12, Grimmel Place. Drive. Yeah, <laughs> number 12, my house street with a cover of the street. I might have to buy land and a house. So I might have to be rich. So keep keep doing the podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> have it built. <laughs> I'll have it built. I'll make sure that there are exactly um, 12 houses before my, or 11 houses before mine on the streets. It'll be really, really nice. Have you ever thought about having a pet owl? No, but I do want to name my pets, future pets after Harry Potter characters. I tried to name my current pet after a Harry Potter character and I was shot down by my parents. What, what were you trying to, what I wanted to name my dog whose name is Jazz. I wanted to name him Phoenix, but that would no. have been a great name. No go. Thank you. Thank you. Because it's also not like super Harry Potter. Right. I thought it was subtle enough. It wasn't like I was like Hermione, you know. <laughs> That's a cat. <laughs> what would you say for short for Phoenix? Nick's. Nick's. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, we have another guest in the waiting room. So so we're gonna say goodbye to you guys. Time has flown by. Thanks Enjoy. for having Bye. Thanks Bye, for having us. Bye, girls. Enjoy. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Bye. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. What you up? Introduce yourself. Uh, it's me, ya boy, of course. <laughs> no, hi, it's Serafina. I've been on this show before. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod only. Friend of the, friend of the pod, former roommate, all that good stuff. Former roommate, friend of the pod, but not friend of us. No, no, no. Former roommate, former roommate. <laughs> How are you guys? Good. Welcome. Welcome to the call-in show. How's it been going? <laughs> We just got off with my mom and sister. Nice. My mom, nice. first time guest. First yeah. time guest. Did she get to play lightning round? Did play. We didn't give her any fuck Mary Kill questions. Though. Yeah. And that, why not? Is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> she had other stuff she wanted to share, which was very sweet. So that's cool. What did she share with you guys? Well, you'll just have to listen. Ooh. You're like, um, I don't want this to be a recap of <laughs> the previous question. Well, How has, have you been Harry Pottering during your quarantine? Well, I tripped and I fell into some fan fiction. You tripped? Um, I tripped. I was just regular on Tumblr and there was this post where somebody was like, somebody, like a friend of mine as a gift for my birthday, printed and bound like a real book my fan fiction and I was like I have to read what was good enough to bind as a hardcover book and I remember was, when I tried to do this for your birthday you did try and do it and but I think you got to a good portion of one of our favorites it didn't work though because uh for listeners fanfiction.net unlike archive of our own you can't like download the actual 
words or you can't, and I, you can't copy and paste. Yeah. And it makes sense. They don't want people just like taking things and then reposting them. I get it. Right. Um, I had to like type out the words. It was such a commitment that you did for me and I really appreciate it. But anyway, I failed and this person clearly succeeded. So please tell us what the bound copy is. Um, it's called, okay, I, it's pretty dark and I wouldn't recommend it for the average person. For instance, if Molly was like, recommend me something light and fun, I'd be like, not this one. It was pretty dark. It was a Dramione and it was like Voldemort had won. You know the type I'm talking about um, where it's like, she's like gonna, it was based on the Handmaid's Tale. So it was pretty dark. It got rough, dude. Oh my um, god! Is this a version of The Handmaid's Tale where they ship the main character? Like, do they ship off Fred with Fred? Is to Draco be fair, Fred is did, off yes, yes, Draco? yes. But they did a thing where, like, she had while she was like in prison, she had like put mental blocks in place, so she had like memories that were locked even to her because I guess she was worried about somebody reading her mind while she was in prison. And her magic just did that for her. So, like, then she gets her memories back and it, like, kind of exonerates him in that he was, like, helping the order the whole time. It, they try and fix it. It does, it, to mix results. But I fell into that fan fiction and then I was like, well, I don't know. I wrote a new chapter of the fan fiction I haven't written in for two years. Thanks, COVID. Like, wait, which one? Uh, Soul of My Soul. I can't believe I had to say that out loud. People are going to listen to this. Like, unless you're in the mood for something like that, I wouldn't pick it up. It's not going to be like, oh, they just, oh, they're roommates. What's going to happen? It was like pretty bad. Um, um, we just, pretty rough. We just had another guest. So I'm going to let Ben in. Ooh, yes, please. And John. I would love to, I have questions for you guys. I would love to know Ben's answers to my questions. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Can you guys introduce yourselves? Yes, uh, I am Ben. Hello. I'm John. Hello. Hi. So Ben's been on the show before, but John's a newcomer. Ben is a celebrity, apparently. (laughs) Well, John, we have a tradition on Potter Watch where we do um, lightning bolt. Scar, we uh, name changes yeah. every time. But basically, they're lightning round questions for a new guest. Okay, are you, all right. Are you ready? Are they like trivia questions or like no, questions? No, it's like about you. It's right. about you personally <laughs> and your journey. John is like, do not ask me trivia, please, please. please. <laughs> I feel like you would be very good at it, even if it was trivia. But I'm not going to put you on the spot quite that bad. <laughs> um, what house are you in? Gryffindor. Go, go, Gryffindor. Okay, what's your favorite book? Uh, Goblet of Fire. Who's your favorite character? Hermione Granger. Um, what character do you identify the most with? Hermione Granger. <laughs> Who would you want to um, play if it was like a movie or a TV show or something? <clears throat> Hermione Granger. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, also, this is not on there, but what's the name of your dog? 
Her name is Lily because it's uh, after Harry's mother. It's Hermione Granger. (laughs) (laughs) And what's Um, his mother's name? What? Oh, oh, I thought you meant like in the series. Yes, Lily (laughs) Lily the dog's mother's name is Luna. Oh, I didn't know that. But wow. Um, what, um, class would you most want to take? Hmm. Charms. Um, who was the hardest death during the series? Uh, Lupin and Tonks. I know that's like a dual death, but. We'll allow it. We'll accept it. <laughs> Actually, um, wait. Hedwig. Hedwig was horrible. <laughs> Wait. Oh, Dobby. Dobby was the hardest. <laughs> you have to pick one, John. All of them. <laughs> Dobby. Dobby's the hardest. I love Dobby. Dobby's annoying, but I love him. Yeah. Um, um, oh, and then, so a similar to the last question, who would you most want to bring back of the people that died? So you can answer this question as just like for you, because I liked this character the most or you can answer it in a way that you feel like it might affect the end of the series or the future of the characters in the series. I would bring back Sirius Black because I think Harry has serious father issues and Sirius Black could have helped that out. That's the correct answer. Harry (laughs) Um, Who would you want to take to the Yule Ball? Hermione Granger. <laughs> Honestly, she slays at the Yule Ball. So <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Should we shift to um, cute uh, like just questions about the book? Or Serafina, you said you had some questions. I have some questions. They're not necessarily about the books. Well, they're about the books. They're just there were more fun questions. I have one that's more like normal more about you guys and then one that's more book specific so you're so the first question I have is if you could insert a character um from any other like franchise be it a book franchise or a movie franchise um what would be their role in this story and like who would they be um and I actually have an answer to this question but I'll wait till a couple more people answer (laughs) Interesting. So can you repeat the question for me? Yeah. So you insert a character from a different franchise into the Harry Potter universe. What is their role in the story and how would they affect the story? So like my answer was I would have when they get to say fourth year of history of magic, their teacher is Benjamin Franklin Gates, Nicholas Cage's character from National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> and he changes the story because he helps them solve the puzzles, of course. What a great answer. <laughs> um, amazing. And it can be like a book or a movie or whatever. And this is so broad just because there's so many um, places you could go with this. <laughs> yeah. I would, oh wait, does it have to be fictional? I'm interested to know who is not <laughs> fictional that you please answer. <laughs> I was going to bring Barack Obama in to be the Minister of Magic. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who is it? Who are you putting in? It's like Lady Gaga sings at the Yule Ball. Yes. That's pretty fun. <laughs> hmm. um, 
I like the idea of bringing somebody in as like a guest professor. Yeah, that's fun. Um, oh, he's not a guest. He's their professor for the next <laughs> three years. Mr. Sweeney comes in and teaches and replaces bins for history of magic. Okay, yeah. you guys, I have decided. I would like to bring in Zabumafu. He is an animal that is incorporated into care of magical creatures as I a talking lemur. I forgot who existed. Oh, okay, so he's a talking lemur. Got it. Yeah, didn't you watch the show? Yes, but I didn't know. He used real animals. Real talking animals. I he is filmed partially as a puppet and partially as an animal. I watched a YouTube documentary about Zabumafu. But I guess I wasn't sure in the Zabumafu universe if like humans were understand, you know, understanding. Him. I think so. I haven't watched Zabumafu in a really long time. But. I can't remember. I can't remember if it was just a show where we could understand him as viewers because that was the take of the show that like were in the heads of the animals or if it's canon that in that universe, humans could talk to and understand him. No, oh. humans do talk to him. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a specific character, but I think I would bring in like a, like how in Britain they have like the royal family. Like I would bring in something like that for the British world, just because that would be fun. And I love the royal. I oh, love you them. would like add that to the canon of Harry Potter. Like there are royal. There's like a royal Ooh. family. Ooh. Maybe like, ooh, it could also be like, it's a royal family from another country, which would be interesting. Like they're from France and like, like Anastasia is like, yeah. <laughs> this just makes me want to write Harry Potter fan fiction where some of the already existing characters are royalty within the wizarding world. I feel like it would be the Malfoys. Yes. Obviously. I don't want it to <laughs> Obviously. But then they're bad and they get deposed. It's like a Les Mis thing. Or it gets to a point where Draco uh, leaves the monarchy. <gasps> For Harry Potter, the popper. <laughs> oh, they switch okay, places. What I, what I really want, I'm I'm stuck in thinking of of the movies, not really the books. So I'm thinking of like the actors that are in those movies, and I like. Like, I want to bring, like, the Dowager Countess in to interact with Professor McGonagall. That would be <laughs> Like, That's what funny. that, like, really jab is. That's... <laughs> Just, like, a sass-off between McGonagall <laughs> and the Dowager Countess. Maggie Smith would kill that scene. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, well, real quick, um, what were you guys' thoughts on, I guess, the sixth book, since we're just starting to read that? book did you guys have like any memories from reading it the first time or I I remember the first time I read it I didn't really like it um it was like one of my I feel like it was one of my favorite movies when I watched the movies for the first time um, I feel but... the same way Ben no <laughs> that movie was horrible it was so I literally funny. went home and cried <laughs> I went home and cried because I was so upset I stared at the wall and cried because that movie did not follow the important stuff in that book at all. Literally just yes. focused on the romance. Yeah, I not, agree. You didn't learn a single thing about the Horcruxes the entire time, and it was idiotic. Well, they're not important. Oh. Backstory, you, 
it's fine. It's I fine. agree. And I thought it was a really funny movie and I really enjoyed it in the moment. <laughs> I was laughing. It's like that it is funny to watch now and you have to, I think that one more than a lot of the other ones is where I just have to be like, this is just a movie that I'm watching and it's not supposed to be based on the sixth book because it like really isn't like it at all. Like not even in tone, not it in anything. the same so, energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what if I the really most devastating this- book was so, funny? Like, no. Yeah. yeah not the what same. The devastation was hilarious. And then at the end, Dumbledore still dies. What about that? <laughs> what Everybody like that. That's what the sixth movie is. It's like, what if Harry Potter was a rom-com and then... But people still die. It's the same. <laughs> and Dumbledore is still murdered. And then we go into the seventh movie, seventh and eighth movies, not knowing anything about our main villain. Yeah, and don't worry about it. They're doing for seven part one. Let's just do that. Jump right in. But you do get that little juice clamshell that they drink out of in the cave. And that that I really like. That, that was pure canon. <laughs> pure canon. My memory of the sixth book is my dad didn't read the books. It's just my mom and my brother and I who read them. Um, and every single time a new book would come out after the first book, my dad jokingly would say Dumbledore died. Um, even though he didn't read the books, he'd just say like, "I should like I looked ahead and Dumbledore dies." Um, and then he said it for the sixth book, and it ended up being true. <laughs> we were furious uh, <laughs> because we thought he actually had looked, but he didn't, and he didn't know he was right. He just always said it. Wow, <laughs> that's devastating. That's I feel horrible. Like it's horrible doubly because it feels like someone's mocking something that is probably like a very tragic situation like when Dumbledore died I was distraught so I feel as if I would just be like wow you're the worst person on earth (laughs) I think the when I was first reading the books the the reason I didn't like that one is because it felt like there was it was so much of Harry just like following Draco around yeah And it was so, I was like so tired of it by the end. Like it was like the third chapter of Harry like following Draco around. And I was like, okay, we get it. He's right. I mean, he is right. But like, I don't know that I like needed three chapters of him following Draco for him to be right. You know what I mean? I also thought when I was reading it, I remember thinking like, oh, these, this like potion textbook is going to figure so much more into the story. And then when it's revealed that it's Snape, I was like, okay, this must mean something, right? It kind of never comes up again. I mean, he knows that Harry has the book because he performs a spell that Snape invented, but that's kind of all that happens with the textbook. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, the textbook allows him to be really good at potions, which allows him to get closer to Slughorn, which is important. So I think- Yeah, I just mean like the reveal of who it was never figures into the story again. I mean, it's literally called the Half-Blood Prince, but then that- And he hides the book and that's it. Like Yeah, like that payoff is like, Oh, and he doesn't even use those spells again, like in the future. Like it never comes up again. And I was like, 
Oh, okay. Muffliato becomes But I I think also the whole twist on that book and it being called Half-Blood Prince is because you spend the whole time thinking that they're talking about Voldemort possibly mm-hmm. and then you the reveal is oh it's snape and snape kills dumbledore it's just it's like, like first child. I, yeah i just like <laughs> prince title is because it becomes a snape reveal and the book does focus a lot on snape's journey and then obviously in the seventh book snape is a major player so i think the half-blood prince isn't because of the half-blood prince book i think it's because the half-blood prince the character which is snape it's literally called harry and snape yeah. Um, Harry Potter and the Snape, the professor we've known the whole time. Um, <laughs> we and his extra the, layer that is known in this book. as the spy. His extra the, layer is that he is good at potions, which we didn't know before. I I want to say though that like not to rewrite the book or anything like that, but I no, feel please. like since the book is the book, the the potion book is supposed to be such a big deal in this part of the story. I think the poetic justice of it all should have been that like Snape kills Dumbledore with Sectumsembra. Yeah, like something, it just didn't feel as tied in that would as have been I rough. thought it was going to be. That would have been hella rough. Yeah, that would have, I agree for, for the drama. <laughs> that would have devastated really that's really good, like, writing and, like, script planning if you were going to do it in, like, a very theatrical, dramatic way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, if it was on stage, you would change it so that that's what it was. Right. So yeah. that also that you could use your effect of, like, all the blood and shit again because that's an expensive effect. You're going to use it twice. Exactly. <laughs> Correct. But, yeah. Um, what else was I going to say about the Half-Blood Prince? Um, we get Tonks, so yeah, that does please yeah. me and make me very happy. Um, the pupper. I I forgot what I was gonna say. So <laughs> we have another person in the waiting room. So do we want to wrap up, or do you guys have final thoughts on uh, things? Well, did you guys have any questions, Ben and John? Did you, Did you have, have questions? any questions for Molly? And you were telling Alex? me all those questions right before this. I didn't have any questions. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. You didn't have to prepare. I swear you had a list. <laughs> well, thank you for coming and yeah. for with us. Well, I'm sure we'll have you guys on again, maybe for a chapter or something. Mm. Yeah. Love to. All right. Bye. 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 Oh, oh hi. hello. Hi. Nice to hi. meet you. I have this shirt, Tabitha. So cute. It's so cute. Sorry. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Hello. Thanks for waiting. Of course. How are you guys? Good. Do you want to um, introduce yourself for the for the podcast? Sure. My name is Tabitha. Great. I'm a fan. <laughs> we I, talk about Tabitha a lot on the podcast. So call me Tabs. Tabs. We We've read some emails. <laughs> uh, uh, so as is tradition, 
we, since it's your first time on the podcast, we have some questions for you. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so what house are you in? Ravenclaw. <laughs> um, what's your favorite book? The fourth one. Uh, favorite character? I think McGonagall. Yeah. Sorry, I'm opening a seltzer. <laughs> um, what uh, character do you identify with the most? Um, my Myers-Briggs is McGonagall. <laughs> it's allowed to be McGonagall. <laughs> um, what class would you most want to take at Hogwarts? Ooh, um, hmm. Probably, I think Transfiguration is the coolest. I don't know if that's what I'd be best at. You get to do the coolest stuff for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Probably the most useful. Um, what um, was the hardest death? <laughs> Hedwig. <laughs> so I have two different, like Hedwig book I hate because she's not doing anything. She's just being innocent and in her cage and she just dies. And then Hedwig movie, she's at least doing something heroic and like trying to save Harry. But Fred is always really sad too because of the consequences of George's lonely soul. Yes. Yeah, Fred has the most like impact post theories, I feel. Which leads us to the next part of this question. Who would you bring back if you could? Probably Fred, because it would make the most... Uh, I guess, since like long-term, like everyone else, like Sirius, all the Marauders, they are like dead together, which is nice. And they're like doing their yeah. own thing. Hedwig, I would love to bring back, but it's okay. But George is just like, he can't live alone. It's just sad thinking about him running a joke shop by himself. Can't do it. I do like the JK Rowling add-on. I don't like all of them, but I do like the one where she says that, like, Ron leaves the Auror Force yeah. and goes and helps George run the shop because I think it makes a lot of sense and yeah. it's nice and I don't feel so sad for George anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's your consolation. You get Ron. I mean, and I love Ron, but it's not the same. Um, who would you take to the Yule Ball? Ooh, uh, probably Luna. Yeah, she'd be fun. Yeah. She's funny. I just, um, listen, I, so I just drove down to South Carolina and I listened to the sixth book on my drive and I re most recently heard the chapter where Luna is going to Slughorn's Ball and she's just so funny. <laughs> I'm so excited to get to that oh, right. part. I love that Harry takes Luna. It's my favorite Harry moment. <laughs> I think Harry and Luna um, are one of my favorite, like, little side friendships yeah. that Harry has. I just think it's so lovely. Yeah. Um, and what profession would you have in the wizarding world? A doctor. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a healer. <laughs> Um, yeah, so do you want to share a little bit about yourself? You, um, oh, I think we've mentioned that you've m talked about some of Dr. Posner's episodes. Um, do you want to share a little bit about your, your insider knowledge on that? 
Sure. So uh, I'm a pediatrician, so I'm a doctor for kiddos, and those are probably my favorite episodes when we kind of break down magic into science and make kind of logic behind it, which is just so cool. So um, I always like to try to think of those, but I'm not very good at coming up with them on my own. I usually just comment on what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Those are some of our favorite episodes too. And oh, yeah, we are definitely. not scientists. <laughs> For sure. 10 out of 10, not a scientist. I have to take notes to keep up with Dr. Posner. <laughs> um, so what other um, thoughts do you have on like the sixth book? We're just starting to read it. Well, reread it, but, um, or where does it, you said the fourth one's your favorite, but where does the sixth one kind of rank? Um, probably it's on the higher, the upper half of my favorites, just because you learn so much. I like the sixth and seventh one because you learn so many things and like everything kind of comes together and makes full circle sense. Um, but God, Snape is just such an asshole. It just makes me angry. <laughs> so that, that lowers it a few notches, but it's you probably- remember- if you, what you thought at the end, if he was like evil or secretly good or. So I always really liked Snape, like after the seventh one, when I read it the first time, I always really liked Snape and I was always like a huge Snape fan and definitely Alan Rickman helps because he plays him a lot nicer, but listening to you guys go back through them again, I'm not a Snape fan anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, I get his reasons for behind why he did what he did, but he did not have to be so mean. Like he is mean. He's a mean person. He's really mean. Yeah. Like not just Harry to like Hermione and other, he's a mean person. I don't like Yeah. Him. Yeah. Um, I, um, as you probably know, went on this, a similar journey. <laughs> it was very hard for me because I kind of dug my heel it, heels in for a really long time about the Snape thing. But like, once you really reread, there's no defense. Yeah him he's just a jerk and abusive to children yeah kind of grumpy yeah it's funny I'm trying to see him um be I guess nice slash fatherly slash kind of uncle to Malfoy in this book because he does kind of try to take care of him but I still can't figure out if he's just doing it because Dumbledore asked him to do do it or because he has an unbreakable vow and he doesn't want to die or if he like actually has some kind of affection towards Malfoy I think we've been talking about this a little bit um because we, we just did the unbreakable we just recorded the break unbreakable vow episode and I think that Dumbledore and Snape must talk about it before he makes it right so I would like to believe if we're looking at Snape best, Snape as a good human, that him and Dumbledore both agreed that like Malfoy's life wasn't worth this right. cause. And so that they work together to find a way to keep him alive and also keep Snape's, um, Snape's double agent status intact. Yeah. And at the end when, um, Snape kills Dumbledore and then Harry's like chasing him and like yelling curses after him. He keeps trying to yell Crucio at him and he's like, no unforgivable curses for you. And he says it kind of like snide-ish, but I'm wondering if he's like, you don't need to be doing that. It's bad. Like you shouldn't be doing unforgivable curses. Right. Yeah. yeah. I also think we have like five books 
of evidence of Snape trying to save Harry. Mm -hmm. And we saw how he did that. So he takes a very different and much more caring approach with Draco, which makes me think that there's probably some affection there. Like, Snape is not a good actor of caring (laughs) for someone. So (laughs) I I think for sure. And maybe he wants to like guide Draco in like the right direction and still be not like Harry like right direction but like right in an alternative way (laughs) yeah um do you have any um this is one of our questions do you have any opinions about from the Harry Potter books that you feel are like a is a controversial Harry Potter opinion uh I feel like I do but now I can't think of any (laughs) sorry I put you on the spot Okay. Um, I mean, I think the Snape one in general is controversial, um, like him being a good person and, you know, and definitely movie people obviously love him a lot more. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now, but I know I've definitely gotten in some heated arguments over some stuff with people. We never argue. (laughs) We agree wholeheartedly about everything all the time. Do you have any questions for us or, um, Anything, like any final thoughts you wanted to talk about? Coming to a near end. What are you guys going to do? What am I going to listen to every Sunday? I don't know. Oh, when we first started this, we said we might do, uh, well, we're definitely going to do Cursed Child. Yeah. But um, we did. probably find stuff to. Yeah, we did think say that we were going to do things that were like inspired by Harry Potter so like I don't know if you've ever heard of um fangirl or something by Rainbow Rowell but she like publishes book a book that was um clearly based on Harry Potter what's it called you broke up sorry um it's called fangirl by Rainbow Rowell it's about yeah it's about a a girl who's clearly a cute a huge Harry Potter fan but it's called the Simon Chronicles or whatever in her book and she's like writing fan fiction about it and then her then the author Rainbow Rowell also published a book called Carry On Simon which is basically her published Harry Potter fan fiction interesting plus like casual vacancy (laughs) I don't know I never finished it I've given that one a shot already <laughs> Maybe not. I would read the mystery series. I haven't read it, but yeah, we could do that one. We could do um uh those worst witch series that magicians. Oh yeah, the magicians would be funny too. But I've heard I've heard like if you like Harry Potter, you would like that. But I haven't. I've heard that too, but I haven't pulled the trigger. I've watched the show, so a lot of it is like spoiled for me but the show I think makes some very uh liberal edits so I think I'll be okay there is a scene in which they break into a uh dirty dancing sing-along type dance through and I'm just not sure that that was in the original novels yeah needless to say I didn't finish the series (laughs) Um, thanks for calling in, Tap. That's been great to finally meet you. Yes. <laughs> well, 
one of my friends lives in um, Boston and every time I'm like, man, and then I have to meet you guys when I go up there. Um, well, you'll have to maybe be on an episode when we have uh, Joey on again. Um, we'll do oh, that would be awesome. Since now we're just doing Zoom, <laughs> makes sense. Now we can do more guests and stuff, I think. That's funny. I like that picture in the background, too. Oh, which one? Uh, the headwig and the car. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of that one. I won it in a Harry Potter uh, trivia contest and we got second place at the library harry potter trivia because i didn't know that hermione put christmas roses on lily's grave in the seventh book it's like, like how, it had to be that fair you not know that very minute power that she put and i didn't know what it was so i guessed lily which i knew was wrong but i mean what else are you gonna guess that was a fair guess that yeah. was a fair guess put on lily's grave poinsettia <laughs> roses yeah. Second place is good, though. It's hard to place in Harry Potter trivia. Um, There's some so, there's very specific questions. Yeah. I was like, have to travel to Maryland for ours. Yeah, that's, yeah. The only, Boston would be my only travel up north because I hate the cold. (laughs) In that travel trip that I would go over there. I can't handle the cold weather. Yeah. But we usually do our trivia in the summer. We do it in September. Okay. Yeah. So almost. Where are you located? I live in Kentucky, but I'm from like the coast of Texas. Oh, wow. Where oh, in Kentucky? Uh, Louisville. I'm training. I'm doing my pediatric resident. I know. In Louisville. <laughs> That's so funny. Yep. And then uh, I'll be moving to South Carolina this summer. Nice. So back to the warmth. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for you. coming. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Bye. We have um, Laura and Dylan and Brielle coming in. Hello. Hi. Can you hear us? Hello? Yeah, Hello. we can hear you. Hi, I have to Hi. join with audio. You're not in the screen, Dylan. And we have Hello. Brielle. Hey. Hello. Um, actually, can you guys introduce yourselves? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Shut. I was feeling nervous about my distance to the microphone. <laughs> I'm Dylan. And we're in Canada. Yes. That's probably important. Laura's been on this show before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot. And over here we have... (laughs) I'm Brielle. I'm on Long Island right now where I live for quarantine. You've been on the show before too. Yes, we don't do any lightning. You guys get no lightning round questions. Boo. We've had a couple of first-time guests today, so we've gotten to whip out our uh, lightning bolt scar. round questions <laughs> it's a snappy name yeah <laughs> we change it every time so now we just say every iteration of it all together mm-hmm. and that makes it much better yeah and fast just like the round should be um so thanks for calling in you guys so um the way we've been doing this is if you had any 
questions or thoughts you wanted to share about either your Harry Potter journey or the sixth book in particular, then um, you can share those and we can have like a light discussion on it. Or Molly and I can give you guys some questions too. I wrote questions for you guys. Oh. So tell me what you're up for. I'm down for whatever you'd like. Well, I guess kind of because we just started the sixth book, we'll just kind of ask you guys generally, like, what were your thoughts on the sixth book when you first read it? Yeah, I took some, I actually like wrote down like favorite things about <laughs> the sixth book. Um, so I really, I actually really like the intro with the unbreakable vow and everything. Like, I think that's really interesting and really I don't know. It was just something that it like wasn't the kind of thing that I have experienced before in the Harry Potter world. Like, I, I don't know really how to describe it, but yeah, it, was- it's a different tone. I think we just read that chapter. Um, and when we were discussing it, we were saying how it's our first time that we are in the heads of the villains yeah. So that's really They don't seem like villains. Right? right. So it's a really interesting take to be like from the point of view character that isn't a hero from our story or Right. And it's kind of like you're you're kind of rooting for them. You're like, "Yeah, he needs to keep this promise like even though you don't know what it is." Yeah. Really. You're like, "He he has to protect him like whatever, you know, even though it's all these people who you were not on their side before." and like on the opposite side before. Yeah. yeah, we thought we we really liked that chapter, especially like on a reread. Um, I haven't reread the sixth book in a long time either. So it was, and I like the other minister chapter. I think it's fun. <laughs> oh, I do like the other minister chapter. Yes, I forgot about that one. Oh, that's a good one. What, what about, about you guys? Indians? Laura and Dill? I also really like the other minister chapter. I just like to see that kind of, because I mean, there's, yeah, some connection between the muggle world and the wizarding world and, you know, kind of that interplay there. I I like that a lot. Um, I think sixth book is when we get a lot of our like peak sass moments throughout the series. And that's where like the part where Dumbledore goes to pick up Harry and he has the glasses like knocking the Dursleys upside the head is probably my favorite part by far. I, um, I like crack up out every, loud when I read that in the book every single time. Like it would have been just politer to take it. <laughs> um, and then there's the classic no need to call me sir professor moment. Um, but we've been listening to the sixth one whenever we're making dinner and we just had the part where um, Harry ends up in the hospital wing because McLagan accidentally knocks him out during the Quidditch match. And I forgot about that. Madame Pomfrey is like, you can't overexert yourself for a couple hours. And Harry's like, oh, that's fine. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna find McLagan and kill him. She's like, mm, that would classify as overexertion. Sorry. Like, she just doesn't deal with it at all. And I love it. I feel like the best way to handle Harry is to match his sass with your sass. Right? Just be like, okay. Just well, don't do the crazy. It's last book he was hard. so, <laughs> sorry, last book he was so moody that this is like, a, like 
a step above that now. Oh, yeah. Right. I think also, like, an iconic moment in, like, the movie is with the Felix Felicis when he's, like, <laughs> doing this thing. The best gift. The Yes. <laughs> For sure. And that, like, definitely, obviously lightens the mood. But, like, it's just a different Harry. Like, he can be yeah. happy again and, like, just, like, enjoy things. Daniel Radcliffe drunk. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> um, we were just talking with some uh, people earlier. You may know them, Ben uh, Napinger and Seraphine. <laughs> I've never heard of them in my life. <laughs> uh, but uh, they they were talking about very different takes on the movie. Um, John really didn't like the movie. And Ben and I were like, we thought it was hilarious and we were here for it. <laughs> I think now I really like it. I It's like one of, it's one of my favorite ones to rewatch because it's so removed from the world that it's almost like the fourth one where you can watch it as a standalone if you just want to watch like a funny, fun movie that devastates you at the end. However. Like you do? <laughs> um, I actually play this one in the background if I'm like writing like Harry Potter fan fiction a lot because it's like in the setting, but I don't have to like pay attention to it because they take out a lot of the plot and substance of the book. And it leave in a lot of the like romance and um fun, I guess, charactery stuff. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite movie, but I it's grown on me more on rewatches, I think. And I also feel like I don't <laughs> When Freeform used to do the, like, Harry Potter marathons, I feel like whatever time that that came on happened to be very convenient. Like, I feel like it, I've seen that one a lot on the marathons because it was, like, maybe it was at, like, 7 o'clock on Saturday or something. I don't know. I but always was, caught the fourth I one. I that one, like, prime time. <laughs> yeah, the fourth one was definitely also also up there with its its timing. Yeah. I also, something that really, like, kind of, like, I remember it blowing my mind when I was reading this book was Draco petrifying Harry under the invisibility cloak. I was, like, he can do that? Like, that can happen? Like, yeah, which I don't think that is consistent in canon because it's supposed to be able to block minor spells. Yeah. Were you saying that too, Laura? Yeah. Because I'm also listening to the seventh one because I can't wait just for dinner time to listen to my Harry Potter audiobook. I understand. Um, and I just did the part where they're talking to Xenophilius and he's like, a true cloak of invisibility. And I think in like the Battle of Hogwarts, he's like protected from some of the Death Eaters curses and things because of it. Um, maybe it's because Malfoy knew he was there. We'll go with that. Well, yeah. is it because, like, did, maybe he hits him in that little bit of ankle or, like, shoe that's going? It's like, he just really gets him in that one little section. We'll go with that. <laughs> that's my that's my assistance to J.K. Rowling. You're welcome. I don't, I mean, I do think it's, like, only supposed to be minor spells, but I would think Petrificus Totalus is a minor spell since they learn it in the first book. <laughs> Maybe Malfoy has such 
evil intent that it becomes like a level spell of like a curse. Like he just yeah, passes well, I mean, like, it hate for Harry. Yeah. If we had to, I think, I think Flora's right. Like if you have to explain it away somehow, it's like <laughs> he was directing it towards him. Whereas like maybe it could be a, a shield if like curses are flying by you or whatever. But if it's like at you, maybe it doesn't really protect as well. Which is never said anywhere, but that's like that makes sense. I buy that. Laura, thank you for helping JK Rowling. She needs it sometimes. A lot right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you guys have any like controversial takes on the series or anything like that? In general, Um, I guess. I want wizards to learn more grammar. <laughs> I mean, all the time, like take an English like, class. Spell basic words. <laughs> it can't be B U M. And there's no English class at Hogwarts. That's what you're complaining about. Yeah. Or math, really. <laughs> that's true. I do worry about their level of um, like primary schooling education. Um, all like homeschooled, and parents know how well homeschooling is going right now. <laughs> I just I I have such doubt that (laughs) that they are able to write their essays properly based on the education you got up until the age of 10 oh yes I'm reading college exams right now for my students finals and it's like possessives that's something I thought we'd hammered out by now but (laughs) yeah so I think that in a foot of parchment usually is like a standard (laughs) (laughs) what a great metric and they're all handwritten they're not like typed they're not it's in the 90s like you could type it it's not out of the realm of possibility yeah i want typewriters added to hogwarts like why can't they use a typewriter like, I agree. I computers um like interfere with the magic but however you gotta typewriter- use a quill alex it's fun yeah, yeah. hogwarts has all those anti-muggle charms so i just think if i were gonna write that long of a paper i would hate having to dip my ink into a feather that often. quill. That's what I would do. What'd you do? Get a dictation quill, like how Rita's just like writes for for sure. I'll do that. Quick quotes quill, that's a lifesaver. Yeah. It's banned on the uh, OWLs. Well, yeah, because you could like tell it the information. The quick quotes quill has like a brain of its own. (laughs) And a feisty personality, at least Rita's does. Yeah, I like that it does, like, your quill kind of knows your voice. <laughs> how you would write. Yeah. I use a lot of dot, dot, dots. <laughs> your quill knows that. Ellipses. Um, same. <laughs> Addicted to the ellipses. <laughs> Can't get enough. I'm a semicolon user. Oxford comma. <laughs> so. Always Oxford comma. Do you guys know, um, if you could time travel back to when you were first reading the sixth book, 
did you believe that Snape killed Dumbledore for Voldemort? Or did you have a glimmer of hope that he might be still working with Dumbledore and the good side in some fashion? No, I think they duped me. They were like, I was like, he's bad. He killed Dumbledore. I was duped. Done. (laughs) I also did not pick up that he was the Half-Blood Prince. Like, didn't, like, didn't once. Did not read any foreshadowing, like, nothing. I was just like, bad. He's bad. He's mean. He's a meanie head. Did you think that from the beginning of the book? Because I, this is what I've been trying to figure out. Because they do that chapter with Narcissa and Bellatrix and Wormtail, is it like, do you think then that he's evil? Or do you give him the benefit of the doubt until he kills Dumbledore? I don't think I did. I I feel like I was also like, when did this come out? 2005, 2006? Yeah, I think- It was like early middle school, late- Later, for some reason, Yeah, I think we were in middle school. I think probably six-ish. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like I didn't, I mean, like, I feel like I wasn't advanced enough in my reading level to to pick up on any of that, like, We know how good Alex is at, uh, I'm guessing, the- Yes, unreal. Um, What about you guys, Canadians? Um, Did you? um, You did. Until the end. Oh, there we go. I mean, you'd have all the other books. That are like, oh no, he's working for Dumbledore the whole time, anyways. So I just figured that's who. That's still what he was doing. The very end. It came out in two thousand five, by the way. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did What did you say, Laura? I don't really remember. I think probably I was like he's still mean, whether he's good or evil. Like, I don't really care. He's just too mean and I don't like it. Like, you can't level and get away with it. I definitely took everything face value. I was like, nope, he killed Dumbledore. He's evil. Like, <laughs> I definitely did not get that he was the Half-Blood Prince before, um, before that was revealed. I got none of that mystery. But I did not believe he was evil. But that's, I don't think that is because I'm good at solving the mystery. I think it's just because I was an unfortunate Snape stand for a while. And I would fight till the end of my days and say that he saved Harry in the first book. Why would he be evil now? And that's the only thing I had to go on. And that's what took me through. And I, I like, yeah, go ahead. I feel like I was the opposite. I was like, okay, he did one good thing. Everything else is bad. <laughs> like, right. Like, like, like I said, I don't that. Think, I think more, it's better critical reading to believe that he is evil. Because <laughs> there's definitely more evidence to support the fact that he is evil and a bad guy. <laughs> I guess, but I also wasn't, like, questioning what was being put in front of us. Like, I wasn't being critical and, like, oh, maybe there is some other reason. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. Any uh, final thoughts before we let you guys go? Thanks for calling in. I made a 
questions. Would you like a fun, what do you think would happen question? If you want. Yeah. Sure. Okay, I have two, so pick one since we're short on time. Do you wanna run through what excuses Ron would have given Lavender to break up with her? Or what you would have done to mess with the Dursleys had you been Dumbledore? And I have a list of four options for both. Give us, get, we can yeah, do both of them. We have you wanna do both? Okay, we'll start yeah. with the earlier one. So if you had been Dumbledore, how else would you have messed with the Dursleys? Arrive in the same car Vernon drives, one model year newer. <laughs> bore into Vernon with bits about drills figure Dudley's boxing trophies into trophies of boxes or don't use a coaster in front of Petunia all of the these are amazing by the way <laughs> I like the coaster one? one but it's so subtle now <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's how Petunia would get back at someone else. Like she would oh. go to their house and not use a coaster. Um, I want to do, I think the boxing trophy is one because it's the most specific and magical. It, it, I think it's just funny. <laughs> well done. An inspired idea. Thank you. It was all pun based. <laughs> I also like the drills one because I like it when wizards like kind of dupe Vernon, especially like where he thinks that they're not wizards. Like they're so good at fooling him. And I like that. Yeah. I like the car one too, though, because like that's like you hit him where it hurts, you know? Like <laughs> that's true. Because he could just dismiss all the magic things, like, oh, they're being so silly. Like they're using magic. He'll be like, mm, but they did have that car. Like, ooh, <laughs> they might not be so bad. I don't know. That's true. That one would be like dually bad. Like he would be jealous because their car is better, but he'd also be like, how did a wizard get a better car than me? What was the other one again, Laura? Um, that was all of them. The car, the drill puns, the transfiguration and not using a coaster. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Your other, what was the other, oh, my question? other question? Oh, sorry. Okay. So um, if Ron had had the guts to actually like break up with Lavender, he obviously wouldn't have broken up with her. He would have given her an excuse. So my question is, what excuse do you think he would go with? And I have options. So uh, number one, Trelawney predicted it would be bad for her, right? <laughs> Red-haired man, right? Okay. Number two, he would fake a howler from Mrs. Weasley saying he can't date Lavender to be delivered to him in the Great Hall. Or... Tell her Pigwidgeon is having separation anxiety and he needs to spend more time with him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or say he can't date because Hagrid accidentally transformed an important part of him into a curly tail. Into Wait, a what? I'm sorry, you cut out. A curly pig's tail. Oh. <laughs> I, my instinct is just the Trelawney one because that really hits home for Lav. Yeah, right. I don't think Ron is smart enough to use that one. Right. No. So, so like, that's definitely one that happened if Hermione was like, all right, this is over. I think we should date. Here's how you get rid of Lavender. And then, so it's all Hermione's idea. 
Although I like the idea of the howler because I I like him like imagining him practicing it like right. in their room like he's like okay does this sound like my mom like Ron Weasley bah, bah, bah. Like, <laughs> and then, yes and then the whole com- comedy of like Dean and Seamus walking in on Ron practicing this voice is there's so and then much course, it's male so it has to be opened at breakfast that morning so. yeah comedy gold yes I think that's the best that's the one that I would, would go with I think it's the one most likely to that Ron would do potentially because right. it's like a lot of effort but like dumb like you should have just broken up with her like, it's, like it's also like I can't date you because mom said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Mrs. Weasley's not to be uh messed oh up. no remember when Hermione got that really small egg that was sad. That was sad. And also, like, if you keep testing the puking pass fields on first years, I will write to your mother. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for calling And thanks in. for the questions. I thought, I'm sorry, I, earlier I thought you said you didn't have questions, so I misheard you. <laughs> That was my two questions, and then I made a smash or pass, but we're good. Ooh, no, I want to play smash or pass. Okay, What's thank smash you. Smash or pass. It's like, would you have sex with them? Would you not have sex with them? Okay. It's lightning round. Okay. Number one, Gwenog Jones of the Holy Head Harpy. Smash. Yeah, smash. <laughs> uh, Sanguini the Vampire. Pass. Pass. I'm going to pass. Ooh. Okay, uh, D- young Dumbledore in the plum suit. Smash. Smash. I don't think I mistyped, but big, smash. Big Daddy <laughs> D energy. <laughs> Especially if it's Jude Law in that purple suit. Right. And then Slughorn, but as an armchair. Pass. Say it again, Brielle. I said, smash for the story. <laughs> <laughs> Smash for the comfort, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I'm going to go with smash. I would much, like, there's more opportunity to smash as the chair than not as the chair. Like, I'm definitely not smashing regular slugboard. We should play that more often on the podcast. Thank you, Laura. That was fun. When you said opportunity to smash, I thought you meant, like, logistically, not, like, desirability. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta smash this chair when the opportunity presents itself. All right, then. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I mean, when else? When else? Do you think I'd make the wall? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just like imagining him like telling the story and this is a young lady and we smashed. (laughs) Harry's like, cool. (laughs) What slug club? (laughs) He's like, what do I have to do with this exactly? What is the... What did you mean when you said you wanted me to be a part of the slug club? Because... (laughs) Why did you leave? Why did you go to the bathroom and leave me alone? (laughs) Oh God! It's your initiation. Oh, yeah. What this a great thing to 
Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Yes, we Thanks appreciate for having you. Okay, bye. bye. All right. Bye. bye. Thank you so much for coming. Hello. 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 Welcome, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having this incredible idea. Just so everybody knows, this was your idea. Do you want to talk about how you... Well, say who you are. (laughs) Uh, I'm Sophia. Big Harry Potter fan, big Potter Watch fan. Um, And I was just, I've been having all these Zoom meetings and I love the podcast. And I was like, how great would it be if they had like some kind of Zoom meeting where we could call in and talk about it? Because when I'm listening to your podcast, a lot of times I hear you guys talking and I so badly just want to like join in and say something, but I can't. So I was like, this way I can join in. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Please. (laughs) If you you can remember later on um, (laughs) anything that you have disagreed with us about or like, I really need to tell them that, please share. I'm still (laughs) catching up. I'm on, uh, I'm still in Prisoner of Azkaban. And so a lot of times you guys will say something like email us this or like, let us know what you think about this. And I always want to, but then I remember that was like two years ago. No, please <laughs> still do it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll kind of remember what we talked about. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that I'll remember what I said, but I will certainly respond fresh and anew. Yeah, we'll get a fresh <laughs> argument going. <laughs> Um, just a heads up, um, what another person might come on during this, um, Joey Posner. I, I don't think you've gotten to the sciences magical episodes, but he does those with us. Ooh, that's so cool. No, I don't think I have. You're, and you're in the medical field, right? Or research or chemistry. So not medical, but sciencey. <laughs> so you might enjoy this cause yeah, probably kind of look at it magic from a different lens, but, um, he's supposed to be in around this time too. So he might pop in. Okay, cool. But since you're a first time guest, we have to do our <laughs> lightning round with you. Our oh, lightning bolt star <laughs> round. Our lightning bolt star questions. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Do you want to start Alex? Do you want me to start? Uh, you start. I think I've been starting them. Okay. Um, what's your house? Hufflepuff. What is your favorite book? Mm, do I have to pick one? <laughs> yes. Everyone always asks me and I don't know. I go through phases. What's like it I, right now? Mm, right now, probably Prisoner of Azkaban. But I remember one of you, I don't remember which one, one of you likes the fifth one and one of you doesn't. I like the fifth one. Okay, I also really like it. And I think I like it for the reasons that Alex doesn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Although this reread was interesting. Like it didn't really change how I felt, but it was, it was hard to kind of, the fifth one was a long one to read. Oh yeah. It's not my memory. Why don't I like the fifth one again? (laughs) What, what did I say? He's so moody. You Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're saying it's like depressing. (laughs) Oh yes. I, that is, that is why. Okay. That's still staying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But you, I mean, you definitely liked it. I liked, I liked it when we did our read through of it. I definitely, Uh um, I mean, we're all Harry Potter fans. Like I love every book. I don't dislike any. I don't dislike a Harry yeah, Potter yeah, yeah. book. 
Um, we've got another favorite question for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, who is your favorite character? Okay. That's another tough one. A lot of times, also, when I'm listening to you guys, I think, like, how I would answer it. And I realize that I have, like, the most Hufflepuff answers ever. Because I'm like, why do I have to pick a favorite? Why can't I just like them all? <laughs> um, I mean, I love Hermione and I'm obsessed with Emma Watson, which makes me love Hermione even more. Mm-hmm. But I feel like everyone would say Hermione. Well, you but, can kind um, of pair this one, like your favorite character and then like maybe who you identify with the most if it's two different people. Okay. Well, I think I love Hermione. And then I think, even though we don't know a lot about Lily, I feel like I identify with Lily. That's a good answer. That's. Um, <laughs> I am meeting you for the first time right now, but I feel as if that makes sense from your. <laughs> <laughs> um, what class would you want to take? Probably potions. You know, chemistry. Makes I think sense. potions would be cool. <laughs> Um, another tough question. Oh. <laughs> okay. Who was the hardest death for you? I just had this debate with my boyfriend the other day, and he very strongly felt that it was Dobby. And I had a big tie between Sirius and Fred. Well, then who would reasons. you want to bring back? I guess who was the hardest death and who would you want to bring back? And it could be the same person. I'll say, in that case, I'll say hardest death was serious and I'd want to bring back bread. That's how I answer those questions. I think sometimes (laughs) I switch, but I think that's usually what I say. (laughs) Someone earlier said that and um, they said that the reason they have it in that order is because it like, it fits, unfortunately, that like all of the marauders are gone together. Yeah. So it, either way you look at it, Fred and George just like should not be separated. Unless you just kill George. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks. No. (laughs) That's the only other solution. (laughs) Let's bring back Fred instead. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Let's just bring him back. Um, who would you take to the Yule Ball? Neville. <laughs> That's a I love answer. <laughs> <laughs> that I love. I, I don't remember if it's in the book or not, but that scene in the movie where Neville's like practicing his dancing, I was like, oh, I, love, I love that little. I think it is just a movie thing, but I love that little <laughs> add-on. Yeah, okay. I just feel like Neville. He's going to dance with you. He's not going to be worried about being too cool. He's yeah, gonna- it's just going to be a fun time. <laughs> um, and you might have already kind of answered this, but what profession would you choose in the wizarding world? I think I'd want to teach at Hogwarts. Potions? Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> um well so I know you said well you're oh you're listening to the podcast of the third one but um well we just started the sixth book uh-huh. very exciting did you <laughs> do you have um like thoughts on like maybe when you first read it or just like kind of what you thought of that book in general yeah I love that one because I love that it's kind of like they're all starting to 
have emotions and like each other and everything. So you kind of get like that rom-com in the book, which is really fun. But I also like how at the end, you really start to figure out everything that's been going on with the past five books. Like, I feel like the sixth one is when you really start to figure out the whole plot. And it like, that's what makes Harry Potter so cool to me. It's like the whole series, she planned everything out from the beginning. Like coming in. Yeah, and in the sixth one, I think it's like the last couple of chapters, or maybe, oh wait, that might be the fifth one, when he's talking to Dumbledore, when you figure that out. Yeah, I, but I think the sixth one really builds up. one, too, has a lot yeah. of all yeah. the memories, like going back, I yeah. love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I like about it. <laughs> I think I like, I've always said I don't really like the sixth, the sixth book as much, but I think I don't like the tone of it. But I do really like the stuff we get out of that book. Yeah. Like, all of the Dumbledore Harry stuff is, like, a gold mine. So you kind of have the inverse of how I feel about, like, we just switch. Uh-huh. For the fifth one. Like, yeah, because I like the content we get out of the fifth one, but I don't like the tone of it. I don't like, I'm not here for the tone in the fifth one, but <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're right. We kind of feel the same way, yeah. <laughs> Two sides of the same galleon. Um, did you have any questions for us or like, did, or if you remember some of your thoughts on some of the episodes we've had, if you want to share them and we can, we can I wish I wrote it. them down. <laughs> I, I, one thing that always sticks out in my mind is how in the beginning, like the first couple of episodes, how you guys were like talking about Hagrid and how he like, I don't know, like he didn't like how he was acting towards them. But then after, I think in the third one, then you kind of change your mind and you're like, now he's acting like an adult, like he should be. But that always, I don't know, I guess I just, <laughs> I guess I just always, like since I started reading when I was so young, it's like, that's just how things are. So yeah, I never really yeah. thought about it. But then once you guys were saying that, I was like, yeah, I guess he is kind of like not the best uh, adult figure for them every time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I thought of that. Like, I saw it on the internet, and it, like, ruined Hagrid a little <laughs> bit for me. I mean, I still, like, love Hagrid, but that stuff does start to annoy me now rereading it. Yeah. Well, I also love that I remember when we very, the very first time we recorded, um, Molly had been listening to another Harry Potter podcast. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, right. Your sisters, and she vehemently said that she hated that they hated on Hagrid so much. And then I agreed. I was like, that's awful. How could a podcast hate on Hagrid? And we, and this was before we had gotten to any Hagrid chapters. We were just thinking about it. And I don't even know if it made the final cut of the episode. I don't know. I did because I remember that. Right. So I did like fast forward to when we're actually talking about Hagrid and we're also frustrated. I just I mean that Norbert chapter was rough. We're all just gonna say it. You guys also have mentioned that one so many times throughout like I feel like when you're um giving points to your chapters you always compare it to the Norbert chapter. What do you, I feel like we maybe are like on our own island with feelings on that chapter. Do other, like, do you have feelings on that chapter? I think for me, and also this is again, like kind of a Hufflepuff answer, but I just like love everything about 
Harry Potter. And like, I feel like she did everything for a reason. And so like everything I just accept as normal and that's like how it's supposed to be. And now I'm listening to you guys make all these arguments. Now we're ruining "Hmm." it. (laughs) I'm sorry, don't let us ruin Harry Potter. You're not ruining it, but I'm like starting to think about it more. (laughs) Well, I, I think this is new for us too. Like we... I mean, I'll just speak for myself. I definitely was in that camp. Like everything is awesome and no issues, except for the Thestrals that always bothered me. But other than that, I was like, great. But I like, I do enjoy the analyzing part of yeah. the podcast now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this deep dive has really made made me think about a lot of different things that I maybe wouldn't even really say with other people like the podcast when I'm speaking to Molly and we both have a blanket understanding that we both cherish and love these books Mm -hmm. and nothing we say is going to be taken like we dislike them in any way but if I said it to somebody else and then somebody said to me that I I didn't know very well oh yeah I really don't like the Harry Potter books because Hagrid behaves like a child I'd be like hold on for a second that's just (laughs) unacceptable you're not allowed to speak that way to me (laughs) not about my children the seven Potter books yeah, I have one. I made, I just started um, my program at school. And so I made a friend who's a huge Star Wars fan. And he loves to debate with me if Star Wars or Harry Potter is better. And I'm not a good, like, arguer. I'm very bad in arguments. And so I feel like I always lose the debates. But I'm like, no, Harry Potter is better. But Harry I just can't. way better. And I For like sure. Star Wars. I also like Star Wars. It's but- just surface. It's very, like, surface <laughs> level. <laughs> I mean, it's like a, a space action movie. Like, it's not, it doesn't have the same depth. That's that's really what I mean. Yeah. Like, the Jedi Force or whatever, that's, like, that represents religion guess what? In Harry Potter, we get religion and politics and a bunch of other things. See, so. you, you're ready. <laughs> These like shower <laughs> arguments, like you think about them. After the- <laughs> um, do you have any, well, I guess you said you're a Hufflepuff, but do you have any like controversial views on Harry Potter? Like that might not align with like the status quo. Can you give me an example? (laughs) Yeah, so um, I was reading like a Tumblr post the other day and it was like controversial opinion about Harry Potter. I don't think Wormtail is that bad. Like he was scared or something like that. Like that would be a controversial opinion or Mm -hmm. that like Snape was never mean to the kids. That would be like a (laughs) Percy should be a Gryffindor. (laughs) <laughs> that's my controversial opinion with <sighs> we constantly fight about it <sighs> I don't know I have to think about that uh, do we have controversial opinions Alex I think so I I'm gonna say that I'm sure we do I can't but like what what would like I I don't know what I would pinpoint as sometimes I feel like my view on Percy is controversial because I have such strong feelings about I think her. yours are stronger <laughs> than most people, but I don't think they're, like, in opposition. Yeah. Um, well, you you have some fan fiction views that sometimes leak in that are a little controversial. Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All my opinions on Draco are controversial, for sure. Um, uh, people don't ship Henny. I think that's controversial. 
Harry mm-hmm. and Ginny. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, book Ginny, I think makes a lot of sense. Yes. Movie Ginny doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Movie do you like the movies? Not a character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I love Ginny in the books, but in the movies, she's just kind of boring. <laughs> Sophia, do you like the movies in general? I do. I love the movies. And um, the other day, uh, the, especially the beginning movies, because when I was younger, those were the ones that were out. So I'd watch them over and over again. I have a majority of them memorized. And so the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw this. Molly <laughs> a video. It was um, the scene when Ron and Fred and George just got Harry from the Dursleys. And they're like, they just got to the borough and they're trying to be really quiet. And then Miss Weasley comes down and she's like, where have you been? And I like recorded myself like lip syncing saying all of the uh words to the movie oh so, yeah I'd say I'm a big movie fan <laughs> oh yeah How- um, yeah I'll send it if that's okay with you Sophie I'll send it to Alex it was so funny <laughs> if I still have it I don't know if it's saved but um if it didn't I can resend it <laughs> we uh we we're movie fans but I know that's I guess kind of controversial a lot of like book fans like that's don't really true. like the movies I I love the books and I also love the movies, but I like understand that they're different, I guess. So I like them for different reasons, but I would, you guys have said this multiple times and I agree that I would love a TV show where you you have more time and you can like do it more like the books. I think that would be so cool. With the Marauders and stuff? Yeah, that or even just like the 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 original. Yeah. Oh, I would be really cool too. I would take all of it. I take yeah. as many episodes as they're willing <laughs> give to give us. All of the Harry Potter content. <laughs> I do yeah. wonder, like, how a um, series would be for like the books, just because like I'm used to being transferred into movies, like. Yeah. But I, I guess like each book would be its own. It would be like yeah, like a mini series yeah. kind of, or it would be its it would own be, like, season. Yeah. yeah, each book would be a season, like ten, yeah. like a. Game of Thrones, like, 10 episodes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think they could do a lot with it, especially, like, with the fifth and sixth books in particular, because those movies really... Not that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, basically, the whole Ministry of Magic scene in the fifth one was left out of the movie. And then the sixth one, they cut out the battle. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm actually really excited to read that chapter, because... I feel like I'm forgetting some of that because it's not also in the movies. So yeah. sometimes the movies help me place mark stuff that happens in the books, even if it's not fleshed out in the movie. Right. But since that part is just not in there at all, I like forget how cool it is and that it yeah. happens. That <laughs> a fellow, a fellow puff. I heard all the puff talk. Oh, nice. Today, so. Nice. I'm glad I'm not alone. I feel like I don't hear many Hufflepuffs. <laughs> Not enough. We housed my mom today into Hufflepuff. Oh, I don't think she was happy about it. (laughs) She's like, I don't know. I just wanted to like chime in in the background and be like, it's okay to be a Hufflepuff. (laughs) I will say when I first took like the Pottermore quiz and I found out I was Hufflepuff, I was like kind of disappointed. But then I read the thing she wrote about what Hufflepuffs are like. And I was like, I like this house. (laughs) Yeah. I got it, and I was like, I know that this is true. I could never yeah. say anything else. 
Because I feel like it's more like like a lot of the houses overlap. Like Hermione's so smart, but she's in Gryffindor instead of Ravenclaw. And I feel like it comes down to what you value more. Yeah. And I feel like Hufflepuffs they value like kindness and patience and stuff like that. Um, you know, just like being a good person. They just yeah. value being genuine and kind. Yeah, not a bad thing to value. So I was like, I can I can be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Well, thanks for calling in, Sophia, and for giving us the idea to do this. Thanks for having me. I can't wait for you to um, catch up to the series. I'm trying to catch up, and then I can, uh, like, interact more live. Like, yeah. if you guys ask for some emails, you'll get an email. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to come on a chapter, we're always down to have guests. <laughs> we're always fun. asking for emails, by the way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, and iTunes reviews just yep. for everyone out there um, <laughs> drop us an iTunes review sounds good and I'll start um, emailing you for things you asked for from years ago yeah. <laughs> perfect All right, thank, thank you, you. Bye. bye did I hear Joey come in yeah hey Dr. Posner Hey, how's it going? Hi. Sorry I'm late, guys. It's okay. I just never late. I just texted him just to make sure. I was like, I don't want to end if you were still planning on coming on. Oh, okay. I was. No, I was walking Lupin uh, at 4.30, and so when I came back inside, it, it like everything, everything before 5 just totally got wiped from my head. That's fair. Uh, no worries. Yeah. Now you get us one-on-one. You don't have to share with anyone else. You're our last guest for the night. <laughs> you, end, you, wanna... you end with your favorite. Oh, yes. We were already mentioning you like a couple of times earlier. So. Yeah. Oh, really? Because we talked to Tabs. Yeah, Tabitha called in. Tabitha called in? I miss Tabs. We have already suggested that we do a combo Scientist Magical with both of you on. Yes, I am so in for that. <laughs> and now we can do it on Zoom so easily. So I know. See, if there's anything good to come of the whole coronavirus, it's that it's making sure that everybody has access to Zoom and and uh, and it's making us like that much more connected uh, across long distance. I agree. I think I've spent more time like nurturing relationships um, during this time than I do in my normal day to day. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I agree. Like there's a, there's a lot of people that are across the country or even just a state away that I haven't talked to in years face to face, but I've called a, a bunch of times on, uh, uh, on zoom. Yeah. Just now that it's like normal. Cause like before it's like, Oh, that seems kind of weird to like FaceTime someone I don't talk to that much, but now it's like, that's just yeah. the norm. That's just exactly. what we're doing. You want to grab a drink after work? Sure. I PJs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally normal to just do that in your pajamas. Correct. Well, let's um restart a little bit. So welcome to the show, to the to the call-in show. Can you introduce yourself just in case people don't know? I'm Joey Posner, aka Professor Paz. <laughs> Love it. I think <laughs> We call you Dr. Posner, but I know you uh, are worried that we're going to confuse people by saying Oh my God. So, uh, okay. So in that line, I've just been, I've been going through so much trouble with my, with my thesis because of all this. And so that's just making me very worried about ever becoming a doctor. We Uh, believe in you. 
We believe Thank in you. you. But we, we need some Felix Felicis. Yes. I think we all, I think as a, as a community, if we all drink some Felix Felicis, this can just like magically end. I think that's what we need to do. Invest the time in, uh, invest in the ingredients. This is what we all need to do, guys. Band together right now. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I don't think I would be good at the potion making process of it, but I'll get the word out there. I will be really pro. I'll be a test subject. Yeah, for sure. There you go. I will drink some test potions and see if I feel luckier. I'll, yes. yeah. I'll... Although, what, what did what did Slughorn say that it's uh, it's very dangerous? Felix Felicis is very dangerous if you get it wrong. Yeah, I bet. That's Maybe true. I won't. It's <laughs> 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 like, cannot. Yeah. Um, so as you, I think, know, we're starting the sixth book now, yeah. which is very exciting. Um, do you have, like, thoughts on the sixth book in general? Like, do you remember reading it? Like, I mean, I, I absolutely love the sixth book. Um, it, it's, it, it's actually one of my, I'd say it's in my top three. I say my top three in I, I at this point in no particular order, um, Sorcerer's Stone, Goblet of Fire, uh, Half Blood Prince. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, and it, it's it, it's it's a really interesting story because you get you get the whole like uh, Harry trying to figure out what Malfoy's doing and all that, but I really like the whole backstory you get for Voldemort. Me too. It's, it's it's really like every time one of those chapters came, I got really excited. Like I got as excited as Harry did when he got a letter from Dumbledore saying when his next session was. Yeah. Um, right. You're getting all of this like juicy information that we haven't had access to for the whole series. Yeah. It's like, and and cool. like before every time Dumbledore says, "We're now we're entering the realm of guesswork," and it was like, "I don't care. I want to know." I know, but the, I love when he says shit like that. <laughs> I'm like, yes, guess, guess, Dumbledore. <laughs> exactly, and it's, it's it's also it's sort of like the reason why I like science is because we're we're venturing into like the edge of what we know to be true delving into this may be true this may not be true but we're gonna try our best to figure this out that's what we do in science all the time and uh that's what Dumbledore was trying to do to figure out uh to figure out how to defeat Voldemort I also like that we're like allowed to be using the pensieve because normally when Harry uses it he's not supposed to be and it causes (laughs) me so much anxiety that we're with Dumbledore, it's safe, and we get to really use it to its full ability. <laughs> I, think Her- I think Harry it. actually like We're not breaking any rules. <laughs> yeah, I-, I think Harry actually remarks, or-, or Dumbledore remarks on that, that this is the first time that Harry goes in uh, yeah. when he's supposed to. Yeah, I think you're right, definitely. A big fool. <laughs> Where did you land on Snape by at the end of the book? Do you remember? Were you like convinced that he was evil? Were you? Convinced? I was convinced. So see, yeah. here's the issue with me. Here's the issue with me. I was convinced, hand over fist, that uh, that Snape was a bad guy. He killed Dumbledore. That was evidence enough for me that that he betrayed Dumbledore. The whole Hermione's whole thing was that Dumbledore trusts Snape. Dumbledore trusts Snape. Well. Snape just betrayed Dumbledore. That trust is out the window. And, but that ruined it for me for the second book because there was this whole campaign going. Snape 
Is he good? Is he bad? We don't Alex know. Embrace that. And yeah, and when he and when for me, so convinced that at the end of the sixth book that he was bad with that campaign is like, well, they made it pretty obvious at the end of the sixth book. If they're if now like, we're still guessing, why are you asking? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So it, so that kind of ruined it for uh, for the seventh book for me. But uh, but but by the end of the sixth book, he was a bad guy. Um, when I found out he was the half blood prince, that blew my fucking mind. Yeah, I was shook by that too. I I've said many times already on this episode, but like I was I was a stand that he was not evil, even mm. though he killed Dumbledore. I was on really? the side. Of- the whole time only because um I think I already I don't know why I was but in my youth and childhood we all know that I was already like Snape is good I don't um I really like Snape as a character so that paired with the fact that I would go to my grave saying that he saves Harry in the first book there has to be a reason why he does that therefore he can't be evil in this book even though there was piles and piles of evidence that I was wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I I always justified, I always justified it the way uh, Dumbledore did. It's like he owed a debt. He owed a debt. And so he paid off the debt and then, and then that was it. That was the reason why he saved Harry. I thought it was like a one and done. Yeah. I don't know why I was so adamant about it, but I was definitely participating in every argument that was, is he good? Is he evil? And I had lots of things to say. (laughs) My question is, well, does he do anything else that's like inherently good? Um, Aside from, aside from like being in the order and all that stuff, does he actually do something that is, that a, that a good person would do? Um, besides save harry in the first book according to dumbledore in the fifth one snape like helped out with um like because like he was the one that alerted the order that harry was going to the ministry and made sure like the order got to the ministry to help out like everybody you know what i'm talking about He, he does try and like he does that thing in the third where we are all mad because we like the marauders then but he um is like shielding them from werewolf lupin just like not like things that are like he's a good person but he has multiple instances that he's like trying to protect harry which are like was that mm. just in the movie that shielding thing because he's no, like, knocked out in the book no i'm it's before he gets knocked out i thought no, I, mean, he get, no, I thought he was. I thought he was knocked out. They knock like, him out in the room, and then I think that's just like, a and movie like a, add-on. And, yeah, because I, I distinctly remember. I distinctly remember like uh, a scene in the in the book, which I absolutely love, where um, Sirius is like, letting Snape's head oh, scrape yeah, against yeah, the. I'm saying I'm thinking about that. It happens before he is knocked out. But I guess that doesn't make sense timeline wise. Not like from not from a werewolf, but maybe from Sirius or something. Like he shields them. Oh, um, like he's like he's trying to protect them from Sirius. Right. Sorry, not werewolf. Oh, I think that whole. I remember because we because I remember we had a conversation about it, Molly. I again I believe that we did but I don't really remember to me that scene feels so personal to him like it's just him against Sirius he doesn't really care about them at all yeah, yeah. But, I don't know yeah 
I think he does good deeds. And I, I know there was a couple of points in, especially in the fifth one that we pointed out. Um, but I think your overall point is that, yeah, he's not really actively being yeah. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not, he's not a, he's not a good guy. I mean, he's a good guy, but he's not a good guy. Right. The world I mean, isn't split I, up into good people and death eaters. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I was writing our, we did our quarantine, who would you quarantine with lists. I was like, do I put Snape with the good characters? I guess I have to, because he's not a villain. But Yeah, but he's a dick. Yeah, like some part of me feels like it was wrong to put Percy in the evil section and to keep Snape in the good section, but I have no regrets. <laughs> but uh, No, but I would put Percy and Snape in the same category. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're good people right, trying to do what they think is right, but they're dicks. Yeah. I think I've said this probably before on the show, but um, my thing at the end of the sixth one is, yeah, everyone's been saying Dumbledore trusted him, blah, blah, blah. And then Lupin, who's been supportive of Snape the entire series, is like, you he killed Dumbledore. He's like dead to me, basically. And yeah. I was like, Lupin yeah. doesn't trust him. I don't trust him. <laughs> and that's fair. And that's fair. And and honestly, I think I think... Lupin trusts him because Dumbledore trusts him and because Dumbledore did so much for Lupin that Lupin is willing to believe Dumbledore no matter what. Yeah, that I I meant to say that earlier when you were talking about the betrayal, because I do think that that's how Lupin sees it too. And I'm, I'm there for that scene. Yeah. I also think um, maybe a reason I was uh, grinding my teeth or not digging my heels in about the first book's incident is that it also kind of feels like a fool me once, shame on me, fool me, oh, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Like, I'm not going to fall for him being evil again. Cause I I definitely were right. That's in the first book where I was like, Oh yeah, it's definitely Snape. And then at the sixth one, I was like, "Mm, (laughs) I don't know. But I do think I thought weird things. Like, I don't think I was right about, like, Dumbledore asked him. Like, I was like, maybe it's like a Snape impersonator or something. Like, I had, like, weird, or, crazy theories that were not yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. Or or something like, or something like, like, at the very beginning of the sixth book, he makes the, he makes the unbreakable vow. So maybe right. he had to. Like, like mm-hmm. it's not something, it's, he didn't want to kill Dumbledore, but he knew that if everything that they did would would be for naught if he broke that vow. Yeah. I don't well, think I connected that necessarily, but I think that's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, this is just something that I'm thinking of right yeah, now. I remember like kind of trying to come up with a reason. And I think at one point I was like, maybe Dumbledore's not really dead. And then they like make a point of it in the seventh or at the end of the book that Harry's like, I tried to find a reason for Sirius, but I'm not doing that with Dumbledore. And I was like, Damn it. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of my friends' uh, moms, she read through the books for she read through the books uh, for the first time this year. And and uh and like almost all the deaths, she was like they're coming back. They're coming back. Sirius she had she was like Sirius is not dead. He cannot be dead. He just went through a veil. He was she was like on board with Harry. 
I was in denial about Sirius for a while too. To be I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad she doesn't like waver on death. Like she doesn't bring people back because that would have been really confusing as like kids reading it, especially. Yeah. And I think a lot of stories now do that. They What? (laughs) I said, I was just being like a snot. I said, I disagree. I want serious back. (laughs) No, but, but a lot of stories, they do that now, like, uh, like, yeah. uh, how they do it with like the Avengers and all that, like everything, nobody, nobody's really dead. And so it's when so somebody opera. dies, when you, some, soap opera somebody code. Die, it's like, oh no. And it, like, like when, like, like, spoiler alert for, for Endgame, <laughs> you haven't seen it. Uh, when Tony Stark actually dies, we're like, yeah, yeah, but but is he dead though? Yes, but is he? people I think actually die. Like I think we're like Black Widow's dead, Tony's dead. Mm, I think Black Widow might come back. No, there's just they're setting up for a whole new Black Widow. I, I agree. Like like I, I agree that they're actually dead, but I'm saying their deaths didn't carry the same weight because so many people who died came back. Yeah, I'm keeping an open mind. I've been fooled by Harry Potter. I'm keeping an open mind for uh, Avengers. I mean, I'm not holding on to anybody. Like, I don't have the same weight with those characters, obviously, as I do with Harry Potter. But yeah. I like the I like Avengers and stuff. But oh yeah, I mean, I at the end of uh, at the end of uh, Infinity War, I was just I was shocked. I I I, I think I've seen like fifty percent of all Marvel movies. And and I was still like and I was still like blown away by the by uh, Endgame. So yeah, not not Endgame. Uh, Infinity. Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you have any questions for us? I guess I don't know. Uh, you so, don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, are you guys doing anything Harry Potter related to cope with the quarantine? Well, we restarted the podcast, which we both needed. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Oh, you re like like you you started recording again? Yeah. Okay, not not like you started re-recording started some chapters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we started recording again. I have obviously been reading fan fiction, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't been able to write it in a really long time. Um, I don't know if I just have been like busy or I haven't been inspired or whatever, mm-hmm. but I started writing again. So I just posted a chapter yesterday. So nice. What's, like- what's the, what's the fan fiction that you're writing? She won't say. <laughs> what? I'll tell it to you when we're not recording. Oh, I just- is it, is it dreary smut? Is that what's happening here? No, it's not. No, it's actually, it's not actually, it's not even dreary. I oh. Yeah. Oh, Wolfstar? Nope. Okay. It's I'm, I'm, I'm tapped out now. What if, What about you, Joey? Have you been using Harry Potter for the an escape? I actually, I have. So I, I a couple weeks, not last week, but the week before, I was in a really bad place, and so uh, from Katie's suggestion, we uh, we just uh, we we own all of the audiobooks. And so I just started, we just blew through Sorcerer's Stone in, in like two days. Yeah, that's a quick one. That's a good one to fall back on. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I needed Jim Dale's soothing voice in the background. 
He helped and... me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's really cool though. Like I, I realize how much I love not just the Harry Potter audiobooks, but audiobooks in general because it allows you to do other things um, in the in the background. Like with uh, with a TV show, I find that very hard to focus on other things while a TV show's on because it's visual as well. Like I tell um, myself I can, but I can't. It's it's it always a lie. It's always a lie. Yeah. Like I'll exercise while watching a show. Yeah, but <laughs> but I, mean, I will do that with an audiobook. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't have to. You don't have that have that uh, visual concentration. You just you just listen to it as you're doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that that was something that I really needed, and and that got me through a couple bad days. Well, that's good. I hope you're doing better now. I'm taking it one day at a time. Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, well, any other thoughts, final thoughts on uh, Harry Potter, sixth book, anything like that? <laughs> Just my final thoughts on Harry Potter in general. What are your, some of your final thoughts on Harry Potter? <laughs> we'll never have you on again. So this is your last chance. <laughs> oh, no, it, it's... I don't know. It, it, I've just, I've found myself, I've found myself like leaning on Harry Potter sort of like a comfort food. Like I'm really glad I had, like, there's really nothing. This is really unique to me. Like this whole situation is just very unique. And I, I find myself like uh, having, having Harry Potter is like my one thing, sort of like my mental comfort food. And there's really nothing else that I can think of uh, that I, that I associate just this comfort, warm, almost like home-like feeling from any other type of entertainment that I have. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Although, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 go on. But one thing I have been craving also, along with Harry Potter for home-like comfort, is Avatar. And I don't know. Oh, that. But yes. it's coming to Netflix. So When? Do you um, know? said May 15th, I think. Oh, that's that's pretty soon. I know. I'm so excited. I've been I've been craving it during uh, during the lockdown. I've considered buying it like digitally three times, but I was worried that I would buy it and then it would immediately go on Netflix. So I'm very yeah. excited that I waited. See, Katie and I, ha- Katie and I go on this kick. Like we we watch Avatar. Like uh, we we. we 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 like having like a twenty minute show, and Avatar is such a good, uh, such a good uh, uh, pick. And so we have we have like these these kicks where we watch all of Avatar just in a in in like progressively over the course of months, and then we finish that and we're like, well, I guess we should watch Korra, and so we watch all of Korra because we have both Avatar and Korra on DVD. Yeah, um, and uh, we may have you done we may that yet? Consider doing that. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you done that yet during the quarantine? I mean, I, I, it's been the one thing, obviously, besides Harry Potter, that I've been like, I feel like this would make me feel so much better because there's yeah. a similar like homey vibe to that show that just like yeah. feels like a warm little blanket. Yeah, not the same. Uh, but we're rewatching Thirty Rock, which is our like short TV show to watch. That's like just light and enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and we can just throw it on like while we're eating dinner and stuff. It's not, it's just like an easy watching show. Yeah. Also Brooklyn nine, nine. We've been catching up a- the last season we'd been behind. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, 
So are you are you catching up on the current season or or last season? I think we're catching up on the current season. Yeah. Oh my current gosh, season. the most recent episode. Oh my god. I think I we're almost probably cried. three or I four behind. Cried. So up on last season. So I'm very behind. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god. So so like at the end of the la- at the end of the last season when Holt dies, I mean like tears. Yeah, I was tears. so sad when he died. Stop it. <laughs> one of the last ones we watched was like about lunch if you know what i'm talking about joey yeah i know i i, I know about lunch yeah. so um that's i think that was maybe the last one or we had watched one more after that okay so we're still yeah. like in the middle kind of. yeah you're still you're you're still yeah you're still catching up um but it's it, it gets real this season gets really good um so yeah because we've kind of fallen off and i've really enjoyed getting back into it Hmm? I'm sorry. Is it picked up for another season after this, or is this the final season? Griffin says it's picked up. <laughs> okay, I, I I believe Siri Griff. Thank you, Siri Griff. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised it's still going. Well, once you save it, I guess it kind of doesn't make sense to like cancel it too soon. Yeah, if it's still yeah. making money, and especially since streaming is the only way people are getting content now. Yeah, but we're gonna I'm, we're gonna run out. I feel like of like thinking about that. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we're. I think if this goes on for too long, uh, movie studios are just going to be releasing their films to streaming services. But at and some point, services they're going to run up their out. Prices. They're going to run out, and they're not filmed. right because they're not making any new movies right now. Oh, Everything's you're been right. shut down. I mean, so movies take many years to make. And I don't think we're, I don't think the quarantine is, uh, knock, knock on some, we're, we're some wood, Behind knock you. on wood. I don't think that this quarantine is going to last, uh, like more than a year. Well, I just uh, mean like when it, re, when things like kind of reopen, like they'll start filming again, but like, they've already pushed back so many things. Like it just seems like it's not going to be like right when we get out, but I think at like eventually there's going to be like a little space where there's not going to be like there's no new movie. Or, there's only like one or two new movies or, or new series of a show because mm. it's like they just missed their filming time. Although I bet a lot of people are writing right now. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll get that for TV shows. I think we'll get like a gap for TV shows like we had with the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. And a lot of and a lot of places are just gonna put out reruns and stuff like that. But I think with movies, they have a lot of backlog. And uh, and I think I don't think they're we may have like a lighter season, uh, uh, like a lighter season or something like that, but not I don't think we're there's just gonna be a time where there are no movies in the theaters. Right That's now. fair. Yeah, yeah. Like but And I also feel like a lighter season might be okay. Sometimes I feel very overwhelmed by how much I'm gonna have to see. Like yeah. next summer when I'm gonna have to watch In the Heights and A Quiet Place Part Two and like every other movie that I want to be watching that isn't happening. Yeah, yeah, we're all gonna be out at a restaurant when this is over. So I just want to like sit outside at a restaurant. That's what I want to do right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, what is it called? Loyal Plaza. Um, it's in uh, it's in DC. It has uh, it has Margarita Mondays. It has the best fajitas. Oh my God, I'm going to be there the very first Monday that quarantine ends. Hell yeah. 
I'm gonna be at Kava brunch in the morning. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, like for dinner, I'm gonna have sushi because I've just been craving sushi. And I um I don't live in a city. So mm-hmm. I the only thing that delivers to me is like Chinese food and pizza. So <laughs> <laughs> So you're just having a lot of that. No, I, I think I, we're just like cooking a lot, you know, yeah. which is fine but I don't know how to make my own sushi and it won't be as good as what I want. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't trust myself to make my own sushi, at least not raw sushi. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But to the, to the chagrin of, uh, of, of Katie. Uh, Cause I can make almost anything else for her. I'm like, I'm making uh tikka masala tonight. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, Dr. P, Professor P. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And hopefully uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to talk with you guys more about uh, uh, Half-Blood Prince because it is one of my favorite books. Yeah, and, and uh, we'll have to start brainstorming some topics for Science is Magical. Part three. Yeah, with Dr. Tabs. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, okay. Yeah, okay. Let me... Cause oh you guys um talk about yeah. it <laughs> you guys no, no 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 I'm just I'm just because I'm just trying to think because uh, I had a, like a lot of things that I wanted to talk about last time that I didn't get to talk about like the rest of Weasley's Wizard Wheezies yeah um, I also want to talk more about maybe potions just in general like some stuff about yeah. that especially with Slughorn and maybe Love Potion that might be a good one to talk about yeah that, that kind of stuff i'm gonna to have to go off the cuff with with some of them because we don't really get a lot of material in terms of like what is involved in potions we just know about their yeah. effects yeah. yeah but still that might be still, a it's a wealth of information right there yeah all right well i'm excited yeah something right. to look forward to in all of this <laughs> god knows we need that all right all right see you guys bye Thanks for having me. bye Well, this has been another episode. Thanks, Thank everyone. You. Yeah, thanks to everyone who called in. Maybe we'll do it again in a few weeks or months, depending on how we're doing. Well, um, yeah, um, if you listen and you think it might be fun and you were like, oh, I wish I had called in, please let us know and we'll definitely do another one. For sure. Um, in the meantime, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.